I'm here with Wayne. We've just witnessed the delight that was FC Sheriff of Moldova slash Transnistria versus United. And we don't get to see United win away from home in Europe all that often. And we did. And they kept clean sheets. So I guess this is going to be a really positive episode. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, football is so weird at the moment, isn't it? So United don't have another game for the rest of September, I don't think. (laughs) I don't think we play again until the derby. So we all have had the Arsenal win, which seems like years ago now. The defeat to Sociedad last week, which was pretty disappointing. And then this one, which was obviously a step up and professional and United did the job and you don't we don't win away from home in Europe and this lot went and won at Real Madrid last season right so it's like they're not mugs so that is positive it's a step forward again can I ask you because I I went to obviously I went to Sociedad I went to Old Trafford see Sociedad and we were on the forecourt when the news broke about the Queen and everything. So it was obviously a yeah. very weird atmosphere. Didn't know, we initially didn't know if the game was going to go ahead, waiting for news on that, and obviously it did. I mean, all that stuff, I'm, I'm obviously it's sad. I'm not really personally affected by it, but I can see that it had an effect on a lot of people. I know sure. that it, uh, it definitely had an effect on the atmosphere because it was very, very, very strange. For There was no music. Normally when there's no music... Uh, you know they've turned it off for a reason, but I think it was before Arsenal did it, and before maybe before Liverpool, it was they turned the music off. When they do that, they're obviously building an atmosphere. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. for them, there was no atmosphere. It was it was very surreal. Obviously, nothing on the advertising boards and everything, and we didn't know in the ground. It didn't look like it was a penalty. It looked a bit weird, but then we weren't really complaining about it. Where where we sat was kind of like near the tunnel. So mm-hmm. you don't get a perfect view of it. So you just presume. And then we didn't see... I've, I've seen clips on social media. I know that it was a dodgy one. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm asking you, really, on the balance of play, were you looking at that and thinking... Because obviously we didn't play well. We played really poorly. We didn't create a lot of chances. Ronaldo looked isolated. I didn't see the yeah. point in Alanga and Anthony being his partners there because they're not going to create chances. They're not... Well, we don't know about Anthony yet, but the point is that if you have one who's settling and one doesn't create, then yeah. you're not gonna, you're really gonna say you're setting Ronaldo up for a bad night. Basically, sure, change, yeah. changes are a little bit disjointed. By the way, I'm not letting Ronaldo off the hook for that. He, he was poor, but but yeah. I'm, I'm saying there, there were a lot of problems with that performance. What I'm, I'm I'm asking you Ed, is was it that bad? Or, or when you're watching it, is it one of those? Is it a forgivable performance? I don't know. Is it forgivable? Yeah, so see that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know whether the two things are connected really, but I, I thought it was forgivable performance. I don't think United were that bad. They were just a bit flat going forward, and and the penalty was obviously ridiculous in any measure of like how you do things. It shouldn't have been given at the time, or upheld under VAR, right? It was just ridiculous. Mm. Just just a bad decision reinforced by bad video refereeing. So I, I didn't actually think United... United have been lots, lots worse. And the context for bad United performances over the last 18 months, two years, mm. you know, we have a lot of those to look from. And in yeah. the pool of bad United performances, this is that wasn't even near the top 10. So I, I wasn't even that angry with United. I just thought it was a bit flat. A lot of changes... Didn't continue. Didn't continue the the momentum from the previous games. There was a big difference, though, in that all of a sudden, yeah. 
it's United needing to be on the front foot, needing to break down a defence, uh, not not soaking up pressure, which had happened against Liverpool and Arsenal, and breaking quickly. And so I did think there was a shift, and we, we suffered a little bit from that tonight. I thought. You know, mostly yeah. on the front foot, but not actually creating that much, really. And so there still is a question, isn't it? What is the right balance of attack? And I don't know whether, much like much like people have very entrenched views of Ronaldo, mine might be too, and I can, I think. If you have him in the team, you can't possibly play the way Ten Hag would prefer to play. That said, he's a very pragmatic coach. Clearly, he's going to set United up in a certain way with a general pattern that he wants, but in a certain way for game to game. And so, hey, it's it's not the kind of... It's not all that momentum we'd gathered from those four victories in a row. Was it four? Yeah, it's four, yeah. wasn't it? I don't think it should be destroyed by Sociedad. So that, and it won't, that's, just, that's, just in the way it hasn't been regained by the victory against Sheriff, really. That, that was the point I was going to ask, really. Do you, does, it, does it appear... For, for, when you're there, when you're in the heat of the moment, when... It's such an emotional thing. Well, an emotional thing, a momentous thing, right? You are experiencing a moment in history. You're, you're there with many different people. A lot of people making light of it, trying to lighten the mood, making a few jokes about it. Because you don't really don't know how to react. It's the first sure. time that the Queen's died when <laughs> we've been alive, that kind of thing. And like I said, I'm not that attached to that side of things, but I, I am attached to going to see United and attached to the atmosphere. And I could very much feel that... It was different, and that's the point I'm asking: is, is yeah. what we saw was it an an, an an anomaly from from what we've seen to the extent that you would think that it would derail the momentum? Because I mean, that's the big thing that everyone was saying: did Sociedad come and they impose their style of play? They certainly looked to do that because they were, by the way, they were very impressive on the ball. They were very good. They they knew a plan. They stuck to mm-hmm. that plan and they executed it very very well. And they they were. Regardless of the dubious nature of the penalty, they they still were deserving of, res- of the result. If they, if they got a draw, we couldn't have complained. If they got the win another way, we couldn't have really complained because I, th- I felt they were really good. And we mm. were flat. And that, the point is, I looked at that and I thought, yeah, the, the change of two defenders, even though they weren't, they didn't make a massive, they weren't making errors or anything like that. But the way that they play football when you've seen Varane at the side of Martinez and you know the way that Martinez is proactive, pushing that play up like 10, 15 yards, and the other defenders. And Lindelof does try to push it up, but Maguire's happy to move further back in order to control the ball. Yeah. Those are the kind of things I'm looking, all right, are those are the, the things that we're looking at and saying it's changing the momentum of where we were going? Because if, honestly, when I'm, I'm there and I'm thinking... I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. I want to say that it's the atmosphere. But the second way of looking at it is he did make a few changes, and we've talked about this. When he when that decision came, when he was going to make the changes, and it was always going to come at some point, he's going to make three or four changes, and these players are going to come in. We know that the level will drop. Yeah. I think when you look well, at Especially it, after Ericsson departed, that was, that was really when United lost control. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I also like look at the... Not, don't don't let's look at the newer players for a moment. Look at the existing ones. Ronaldo's a good example, but I, I still 
my jury's out on him. I think he's been very, very, very poor. But I think there are obviously there's the lack of support. There's he's, he's still late coming into the system. Still late coming into the season. Sure, that's not that's not an excuse. It'll it'll wear thin very quickly. But I'm looking more at the likes of McTominay, right? McTominay's come in on under a lot of pressure to to basically perform because he knows his place is massively at risk. The second that he drops his level, he's going to be out. And even if he doesn't drop his level, he might still be out. But he's he's stepped up and he's been really good. And nobody can complain that he's worth his place in the side at the moment. The point is on the other players. Did Maguire do that? I don't think he did. Did Lindelof do that? I don't think he did. Right. And this is this is where I'm coming at. Obviously, we didn't see that against Sociedad. Is it an excuse that the atmosphere was the way that it was because of everything that happened? Do we give know. them a free pass yeah. for that? Or do we look at it and say, no, do you know what? I think that's evidence of why they shouldn't be in there. It's very, I, I yeah. don't want to be critical about it, but it's just an observation. And obviously when you, the thing is when you come out, you want to look at the game again, you want to watch it again, but there's been no highlights. BT Sport didn't publish them anywhere. All I've seen is the the clip of the penalty online. It is it is kind of weird, yeah. I mean, look, obviously two two things here, right? One, one, you know, you're asking, is it the atmosphere that dragged United down a little bit and, and changed the momentum or is it the changes in the team and the people who came in or a bit of both, right? And I tend to go to the latter, but of course we have, all have our own cognitive biases and much like you i in fact i'm probably even more cynical about royalty and i I now live in a country where they literally had a revolution to get rid of royalty and now love it it's so funny it's weird but so i i find it very hard to kind of analyze whether that had an impact on any players i mean there was only one englishman in the side for a start but maybe the atmosphere changed things and players do feed off atmosphere of course they do. so yeah i don't know whether that's I, I suspect a lot of the changes actually changed the way united were able to play and do play and maguire and lindelof to different extents are very very passive and then especially when Ericsson came off United just lost all ability to to retain the ball at all and and so but you know they were Maguire and Lindelof and others were first choice like at the end of last season and now they're on the bench and they're back up so in a sense that's a step forward right if we believe in because well, we've seen we've got some evidence of what all these the newer players can do yeah, yeah, and some like, good evidence. Like yeah. tonight. So let's move on to yeah. the good thing where it wasn't impressive, but it was never in danger. No, which, not at all. Which I think, I think that's a good thing against a Moldovan side. I still think it's a good thing to see. Do you know, we, were two, we scored two goals early in this first half. Robbie Savage on commentary for BT is going, oh, you know, you're going to score three, four and five. At that moment in time, I don't think it really mattered. I just think it meant it, the, the only thing that really mattered is United getting over the line and 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 playing, at least playing adventurously. And they did that. They made the changes. They made a number of changes. A couple of them late on for no reason at all. But they made they made changes where yeah. they they could. I, I don't see the point in it really because you're making changes in the last 10 minutes and we're not going to play again for a couple of weeks. It doesn't really matter. You could see that Ronaldo wanted to stay on for that 700th goal that he's chasing. I don't know, Ed. You you talked to me about what you thought about the performance. I thought it was perfectly controlled. They kept a lot of the ball. They retained the possession really well. They created some chances, but not loads of chances. But they did work it into the box quite well. 
I thought generally Ronaldo was very untidy, um, but we've seen that quite a lot this season from the minutes he's had. Uh, I don't know whether that's a fitness thing or he's just like aged over the summer or some some level has dropped in him. I don't know. It may well be he's just taking a bit of time to really get up to speed because he's not Probably. had a lot of minutes. So, Probably a bit of both. I, I think yeah. you, you see an age for the first time, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It feels, it feels a bit like that, yeah. Got another goal from Jaden Sancho, who I thought was pretty positive throughout when he got the ball. And he's yeah. got, I don't know how many this season. Is that two or three this season now? Three. But every single one, yeah, everyone, every single one feels like a step forward for him. There's a nice balance to the side. I think we're still waiting for what Anthony does, in a way, aren't we? We see the step overs and stuff like that. We haven't really seen the output from him yet but what's that two games he's had so you know I, two and yeah. a bit <laughs> do you know what people will listen to this and they'll say Wayne you're the positive one you try and always be optimistic about it oh I don't want to say I'm concerned because it sounds much more emphatic than what the feeling is but I am a, a little I'm doing the thing with the hands a little <laughs> there, there, there are doubts there of course there are doubts because he doesn't, never seen him. In, he doesn't. No, he, doesn't he doesn't impose yeah. himself on a game. Where he, I, yeah. I liken, I liken it to Ronaldo's debut, and you knew that Ronaldo was there. Even when Nani made his debut, you knew that he was there. He was, he was so positive with the ball, and he was, he was proactive. He was moving forward, and he, you can tell, you can tell when a player has that kind of confidence. The thing is, before Nani came. Wherever he played before, certainly at Ajax, he played like he had that confidence. And when he's been on the ball at United so far, and and by the way, I think he was completely out of the game against Sociedad, and that was quite concerning. I th- I think that's it as well. The great players, even when they even young, and even when they are having a difficult time, they still find a way to make themselves present in the game, even if they're making mistakes. And Anthony was nowhere against Sociedad. He was there tonight. He looked all right tonight. He made a couple Got of more of the ball, um, yeah. And there was there was a moment against Sociedad, I think, in the second early in the second half, where he he sort of peeled off. He, he found space behind the marker, and I think he made a mistake at the end. Forgive him that, but it, it looked like he he'd made a really good sort of run in the in the space that he made for himself. And I want to see more of that, and less of he gets on the ball, he puts his foot over it a couple of times. And then does nothing, which, I mean, I don't want to, again, I don't want to say, oh, you know, he's two or three games and that might be one of his more endearing traits. We might come to love that. But at the moment, United needs someone in there and he needs it as well. He does need it. He needs to to come in and he needs to sort of step up and and put an end product in there straight away, unfortunately. And I'm not not saying that's Wayne Barton's criticism of him. I'm saying that's the expectation that's levelled on him from everyone who will be watching him. And, yeah. you know, we've we've spent a lot of money on him. And, and unfortunately, I'm not one of these people who will equate price tags to expectation. But that is there and that will put pressure on him from other people. That is going to be there from day one. So he does have to step yeah. up. So, Well, I mean, the 100 million euros is because United are dumb. And we use... <laughs> The money in a really, really, I see we in the community of United fans and institution and <laughs> the, the people who work for it use use the money in a really dumb way. And uh, if that deal had been done, say, I don't know, in April when United were certain that Ten Hag was joining, it had probably been 40 million euros. 
paying away over the odds, so that's not his fault. That's on the club. But of course, people mm-hmm. are going to call it out, and it will be in the media as well. I'd, I'd say the one thing that we haven't seen from him, which he really did do in his Ajax days, is carrying the ball and and carrying the ball and take ons. And he averaged something like twelve successful dribbles a game yeah. at Ajax, yeah. which is yeah. really high, right? Really, really, really high. He gets the ball, he takes on a player, and does something with it. Um, and what he didn't really do was score a lot of goals. And so you're looking for him to add that goal scoring piece to his game in order to go, well, a hundred million euro player, you want production, you want the you want the dribbling, you want the assists, you want the chances created. He, he created the chance tonight and you want you want the the output. And that like only a couple of those were actually in his makeup before joining. And so that's it's a, is it a red flag? It's a kind of orange flag. It says, yeah, he's a he's a player in formation, not the fully formed thing. And I don't think we're even seeing the sort of player in formation really at United. And that's probably just coming into a new club, getting used to people, and being a bit safe. Yeah, no, and he, um, although yeah. he doesn't look like he's a safe player for sure, I don't think he's taking the safe option all the time. I, I will make a little comparison, and I'll go back to Valencia when we first signed him. He was direct, he was raw, he was fast, and his delivery was pretty erratic, but he, he actually produced a lot of goals early on because because he was delivering. And I wonder it that's where it comes down that's what it comes down to for me, because you've got him on the right hand side, he's he's not there to score goals because he's not an inside forward. He, he's basically there to open up the defence and create chances. I, yes, we want him to score. And yes, he's part of a front three, basically. But his primary mandate is going to be to create chances. And if he's not in the game, he's just not going to do it. And he's got so much confidence that I hope... Maybe it's, maybe it's down to the other players not finding him as well. You know, there's still that part of it. What Who's, who's the problem? Is it the player who's not getting... But it comes back to what I'm saying earlier on of like, Great players, great players with talent. Even if they're not getting the service, they find a way to make themselves present in the game. Yeah, and yeah. Although he, saying that, I mean, he had forty nine touches tonight. I think was it the weekend or the weekend the game before that? Harlan for City had something like eleven touches. Three of them were goals. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't necessarily have to touch the ball a lot to do something. I'm not talking about tonight. I think he played all right tonight. He, he had a good game. And by the way, I'm I'm on his side. I'm not getting on his back. It's just a no, no. I know. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's basically it's down to. What I saw against Sociedad, basically, because obviously we get carried away with the debut. I don't think he did a lot on the debut apart from score. And then he's yeah. like, well, which way is it going to go in the next game? And then it went the way that it did. And yeah, he did all right tonight and he created a chance. And one thing I do like about him, by the way, if anyone's going to listen to this and say, oh, he's gone missing, well, what are you trying to say? One thing I do like about him where he is present is that he, he comes back and he tracks back. Do you know, and that's mm-hmm. quite quite important. And he stands up to that, and he doesn't go missing. Like he could easily go missing and just find a pocket to hide. He doesn't do that. Right. So, I, and I'm. This is very, 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 very early. So I'm. It I'm is. Not, I'm it not is. judging him on that because I, I actually like him. I think he's great. He's just a step up that I'm a bit concerned about. Yeah. Well, look, we had that concern with Jaden Sancho on the other side. I, I don't know that we've seen the fully formed Jaden Sancho yet either, actually, because his output at Dortmund, even if you believe there is a Bundesliga tax, was really high compared to mm-hmm. what it is at United. But we're just seeing little flickers. And I, I think he is more comfortable on the left. I think he will get involved in more 
goal type stuff, the important passes, the the creating stuff, scoring goals from that position. It looks like with Anthony and the team, that's where he's going to play most of this season. And I think that's going to be good for Jaden Sancho. He wasn't called into the England squad. I think that's mostly about that's mostly about his relationship with and the way Gareth Southgate views him. Because if I was going to have a with the attacking talent available available to England, I would have Jaden Sancho in there above Jared Bowen every yeah. single time. I don't think it's even a close comparison, but maybe not for Gareth Southgate. So he's unlucky there. But I think his career is progressing with United. Not as fast as we'd want it, but there's mm-hmm. some movement forward. So Yeah, I'm um, I'm of the old school. You're you're part of this school, Ed. United oh. United over England every time. So oh, I'm, God, not, yeah. I'm not bothered that he's not I'm I'm bothered for him. And especially the last couple of like three to four years, it's obviously meant a lot for the the United lads to be in that England setup and they've been doing really well. So don't get me wrong, I was, I was delighted when Shaw scored in the Euro final and everything like that. But I am quite happy that he's been given a rest. And and the same for Rashford as well, because yeah. God knows Rashford needs rests. So I'm quite happy for him to, to get there. Well, he's, he's injured, isn't he? Rashford might have been called up. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, Maybe I didn't not know that. Though, right, okay. Yeah, he tweeted something about being in, injured. But I, I, Southgate has loyalty to players who he has seen done well for England. And so, like, Shaw and Maguire in the squad, and they have yeah. no place in that England squad at all. Strange. None. Yeah. yeah. You, you'd have to have the ro- rosiest of rose-tinted United spectacles on to go, yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> so, again, uh, they definitely don't. Good for United because they're getting game time. <laughs> They'll get some game time and they really need it, yeah. Anyway, that's too much sidetracking into into England. But anyway, I, I just just Sancho I'm I'm feeling better about. And generally tonight, I mean back to your question is you know we're pretty secure. I mean we had our favoured back five in place. Yeah. It didn't give away too many good chances. I mean a few shots, but you know, not not a lot of really, really good chances, I didn't think for Sheriff. I don't know how to judge the quality of Sheriff. They 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 beat Amani Nicosia and Cypriot football is not a terrible standard. Very comfortably last week. They beat Real Madrid last season. It is a strange time, of course, because Sheriff are playing 50 miles away from their home grounds because their home is five miles from a war zone. So, of course, that's strange for them. But, you know, that's, that is that is the nature of the club. They're, they're, they're well-funded. They win. They know how to win because they win all the time in Moldova because they're funded by gangsters, and that helps. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I I guess what I'm saying and rambling about it, but I don't know how to assess their quality exactly. This might actually be a very good win for United because mm-hmm. Sheriff's record in Europe is pretty good. Yeah, you know, they, I'm 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 pretty right. I mean, I'm no big fan of Sheriff, but I'm pretty sure that most of the team that beat Madrid. Are not there anymore. They yeah, play that, that may well be the case. Yeah, and and yeah. you know they they're playing away from the home stadium, so they can't create that kind of intimidating atmosphere as, as yeah. well. They they weren't playing at Old Trafford, so it's not an occasion that they're gonna. You know what I mean? It's an home game, but it's not a home game, so it's yeah it makes it difficult for them. And I can understand it's a bit flat for them. It's not the same atmosphere. They might have more fans, but from what I could see, there was. Plenty of United fans in the home end as well who wanted to see United play. So, oh, did did you see at halftime one of the uh, sheriff? I think it was sheriff medical yeah. staff when and asked Ronaldo for a selfie. I was like, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you was, only came to see United. <laughs> he didn't knock the phone out of the kid's hand, which is a good thing. So, yeah. Yes. So, do you know what? Do you know what? Like, yeah, I, I'm I'm quite happy to get I thought that was wrong what Ronaldo did last year. But I thought, well, what are you doing at half-time? Don't ask players for selfies at half-time. Anyone. I know he's Ronaldo. And Ronaldo, people, he'll probably be a meme by the end. By the time this podcast's up, people will be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But what are you doing? It's half time. You're associated yeah. to a professional club. What are you Be professional doing? about it, yeah. Do you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's mad. It's absolutely mad. And yeah, it's a bit weird. And But it comes back to what I was saying at the top of the podcast. I, I don't know if I said this before we came on air, actually. It could have actually been, if they'd have beaten United... It might. It wouldn't have even been the best result of the last year because, considering what they did against Real Madrid, so they weren't in a position <laughs> where, you know, yeah, they were in a position where they could have made history. Of course, they were. I'm being a little bit facetious there, but it was very strange for them. And you're so right. It's very difficult because because it's not the same sheriff team as last year, and because they weren't playing on their own thing. And and to be fair, if you think about all these factors. And you can dismiss them because they're from Moldova. But it actually does lend itself to be more appreciative of what United actually did and going there, doing a professional job, not taking any unnecessary risks. Because we don't know a lot about these players. It's like going and fighting Ivan Drago without seeing a videotape. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what they're <laughs> capable of. They're obviously confident shooters. Do you know what I mean? If you'd have been a bit, yep. a bit more pushing up the pitch, then you might have left spaces for them to... And we've done that yeah. before. I mean, Istanbul... The Saksha here will testify oh God, yeah. to pr- giving them the space of their off at your own off to attack. So, <laughs> do you know what? Yeah, I'm as, as pessimistic or as unsure as I was again, Sociedad. I was actually yeah, to see us win 2 0 away in Europe and just to see us close the game out in a in a controlled way is just it's nice and it's nice as well. Yeah. You mentioned Ericsson last week going off. He's he's made such a difference, hasn't he? We talked about him earlier in the season, and I, I think I'd, I'd said something about likening him to Skulls and, and thinking that's a bit hasty. But I, I love him. I think he's he's such an important addition to this. He's probably he really so, is. Yeah, he's so good. He's yeah. so good. It, it's it's been a while since we've had someone who's that good on the ball in in midfield. And look, and and actually taking on. What is a pretty new role for him? He's not like he's spent his entire career playing it as a number eight, but that's what he's mm. doing. And and it looks very natural for him. I, of course, we all have questions about his physicality, not his ability to last 90 minutes because he's he's doing that, but his actual physicality in there. Yeah. I mean, he got knocked off the ball, didn't he, when Arsenal scored like, and varred out. And they made a big complaint about that. It's obviously a foul, so I'm not going to relitigate that one, but, but it, it's... He was knocked off the ball quite easily, and and that yeah. you'll have a question about that. But that's what Scott McTominay and or Casemiro or both in some circumstances are there for to provide that protection. So yeah. I wish we had another Ericsson in the squad because if he's not playing, United lose all control, and we're going to see that quite a lot. Anyway, look, this was a really important win, both for momentum, but also in the context of what's happening right now. A game's called off. Yeah, the one last weekend, which my opinion is that. The FA are a bit hasty there. They didn't need to do that. And then this weekend, because of policing issues, that's not a surprise, I think. And and so, like, hardly any games in September. And then I think it's 13 games in 42 days, which is going to be a brutal, brutal schedule up until the World Cup. 
Um, and you know, you just need to kickstart that momentum. And we really, 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 really do not need that extra round in the Europa League, assuming we're going to qualify out that group because you get to play two extra games then with a new format, and that is really crappy. <laughs> so mm. <laughs> getting the points now is important. Probably have to go to Sociedad and win to finish top of the group. Can you um, remember? But, yeah, the, uh, for many reasons. Can you remember the second Champions League group? When they were doing that. Yeah, I do remember mm. that in the early 90s. Yeah. When we had uh, Sturm, Sturm Graz every... Oh God! Every group. I don't know. They got eliminated from one group, and we got them in the next. <laughs> it was them grass every time. I just don't. I I'm a, a bit of a tradition traditionalist with this. I don't know why they just don't go back. It, the, they've tinkered so much with the Europa League that it. I can understand why they do it with the Champions League because they're trying to find improvements. They're trying to maximize every sinew of value that they can get from it so they can afford to do that but there's no value surely in the europa league or the other league conference league these there's no value there's no traction everyone thinks it's a throwaway so why not just go back to the old format of the cup winners cup and the uefa cup go knockout because it's such a nonsense all of it is a nonsense and like you said there about the the volume of games that united have got and most of it is down to the stupid group format, right, that we've got right yep. now and, and the possible consequences of that. I look at it, Ed, and I, I'm definitely not, uh, nobody listening to this can say that I'm being pessimistic, but you look at that volume of games in that short period of time, you're not going to see any consistency from United. It will be a miracle if you do, because the drop-off in quality between the players that are in the chosen first team and let's say that they all perform to the to the standard that we want them to. The drop-off in quality is still so severe that you're going to get massive differences in performance unless a lot of those players stand up. And I don't think those players are probably understanding that their future's not United anymore. So you're not going to get the kind of level that you want to see from them. So you are going to get a lot of erratic performances. Even, Even as ridiculous as it is, because the four players that you would talk about would be Maguire, Shaw, Sancho, Rashford with the England team and hoping that they, you'd, you'd see big kicks up the jacksy for, for those players. I mean, Sancho and Rashford I'm talking about in competition with each other, by the way, on, on that left-hand side, presuming that that's where they're going to be fighting for that place. But Shaw and Maguire, you would say, all right, they might need to perform to get the place in the England team, but they don't. They don't need to do yeah. that. So, like, I mean, it's well, like- no, it's it's a good question. Yeah, their motivation. Like, to come back to your question around like the format. I mean, it's it is there. The format is entirely there to do two things. One is to give games to associations ranked from seven to sixteen, and and then from like even further down the rankings with the conference league. Just give games to those tournaments to to react to well one to react to the criticism that has become even more consolidated european football in terms of the finances of the champions league it has but but then they're just giving games so this is why we get this mega format and to give the champions league third place failures second route into a tournament actually the the changes they've done this year with the europa league is skewed it a bit more towards actual europa league participants because the champions league losers have to go into this preliminary mm. knockout thing with the second place second places in the in the Europa League groups so 
Anyway, it's it's they dicked around with it an awful lot, and it's for those reasons. It's to make sure that there isn't pressure from Association Seven to Twenty Odd to change the format, and that they can get away with the the thing they're gonna do with the Champions League next year, which is the Swiss format, which looks like it'll be groups of ten. I don't think they've actually published the final decision on that one. Mm. But it looks like it'll be groups, of, which you hope you get a good if you get a good quality group. That will be very high quality if you're playing nine of the best teams in Europe or yeah. nine nine from rankings one to 32 or whatever. That, that's going to be very good quality. They're not going to do that, I don't think, with the Europa League. But God forbid they did because it would be awful. Can yeah. you imagine having to play nine games or whatever it is against? Oh, it's even more than, I mean, I, yeah, I can't remember how many. You play a lot. Nine it's games re- against absolute dross like this. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. And let's be fair, like when we're, we're not great ourselves. So let's not be saying, like, I don't want to be pouring too much scorn on them. No, mate, we are the dross. Yeah, <laughs> we're the dross. We're the, all right, okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. I completely agree. But... I guess that the outward reason was to draw further interest, further intrigue into it. And it doesn't, it doesn't, if you put that extra round in there, it makes me less interested. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you've added a more, another complication in it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I, I already wasn't interested. And you've made me, <laughs> somehow, you've made me less interested. I want United to win it. Of course, I want United to win it. If they get to the final, I'll be invested in United winning it, and I'm invested in every game that United play. But the actual f- competition and the ludicrousness of it, honestly, every every year they make it less appealable. It's yeah, so it's so bad. It's so bad. The final it? eight will be good. The final eight will be a good quality tournament. <laughs> so it's well, unfortunate we, all, we have to. <laughs> we we in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just looking at the coefficients. Yeah, there are actually fifty-five associations taking part in the the Europa League, all the way down to San Marino, Andorra, Montenegro, Iceland, Gibraltar, and Wales. <laughs> Wales are ranked really far down the list. That's their club coefficient. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm going. There. I don't think I. I don't think I've got anything else to say about tonight's game. Or and we've got no preview to do because United aren't playing for another <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> I know. Well, I was I was going to tweet about that. Like United close out their twenty twenty two with a win over uh, <laughs> yeah. thing, but I just couldn't be bothered. The game left me that much of a. Thing. Are we done with the morning by the end of the month? Are we are we allowed to go back to to having fun at football games? I don't. I don't know. Are we? I I feel like I'm not sure. I feel, I feel like we're being told how to do this and I'm I'm very much like people can do what they want to do and I don't yeah, absolutely. I don't judge but I, I feel like we a lot of it's been imposed. I mean I don't I don't know I saw that a lot of gyms are closing on Monday and I'm waiting for my gym to see if they're telling me that I've got not allowed to go. One thing we can talk about that's different Sammy McElroy is being Honored this day next week with a, a dinner at United. So there's the okay. so, association. Exactly, yeah. Right. Good for him for sure. The association of former United players, AFMOP, to give it a nice little catchy acronym, which is run by Alan Wardle and Jim Elms, who were former reserve okay. players. Really nice guys. They do so much work. So this the association of former United players, if the if the PFA doesn't help, and sometimes it doesn't. 
even though they, they're quite supportive of what the PFA does, I know Alan in particular is, they help United players, uh, former United players who've suffered on half time. So they raise a lot of money on these dinners, like charity right. dinners. So they, yeah, they, yeah. they will raffle paintings off and stuff like that. All, all sorts of stuff they'll do to raise money. And and sometimes, well, usually one of these dinners is held in, in honour of a former player or, or employee. And, and this time it's Sammy McElroy. Which is nicely okay. convenient for me, considering I worked with him, and Sammy yeah, inv- yeah, yeah. invited me as his guest, which is really nice. Well, enjoy your the plus one, the, the yeah. hot date, Wayne. I, uh, yeah, well, I met I met I met Sammy once with yeah. Frank um, Sableton. and so you you obviously know them much better than I do because I I never put myself out uh, there and done these things really. But there was a time when I was writing more that I got invited to stuff by brands and stuff as you do. And so I met Sammy McElroy and Frank Stable. And I can't remember what the talk we talked about at all. It was in a bar somewhere and they were both very polite and nice. So, but uh, yeah, anyway, good, good for Sammy. He deserves it. And like looking after the former players is a thing that the club hasn't done very well over the years. There's been a lot of commentary on that and always hasn't always done very well. And, and I think we forget in modern times that actually players who were playing in the 60s, 70s, 80s didn't actually make that much money, mm. really. And yeah. they didn't leave the game really wealthy uh, no, as they so do sure. today. player retires today and they never have to work again. I mean, it's not like they don't even have to be pundits if they don't want to. The, well, they the don't, good yeah, ones, I mean, they, can, they yeah. can retire before the 20 these days. If they, yeah. if they get a decent contract to, to start off, they can just say that they, they can't be bothered anymore and they, they can live for the rest of their life without... You know what I mean? It's not it's not unusual yep. for a player to get a million pound contract before while they're still a teenager. And yeah, you, you're quite right. I mean, yeah, I think United are a little bit better at doing it these days than what they were. They embrace mm-hmm. they embrace it a little bit more. And I think just just to be fair, I think a lot of clubs should do what not what United do, but what the old boys at United do because they do come together. They really right. do work hard for each other. And and Alan and Jim are really good they're really good examples for that kind of thing and they're they're reserve players of early 60s i'm gonna say i think that they were reserve players so every club has this kind of dynamic where they could call a call upon players of their of the past to create situations like this and i'm sure like a lot of clubs do have like old boys dinners but i'm still fairly sure and I, i stand to be corrected listeners might come back and say this club does this or whatever and if they do fair enough that'd be a good example but I'm fairly sure that these old boys they do as much as anyone does uh, uh, clubs to look after their older players they do do oh, that and I think like yeah if they if they were embraced a little bit more by the club we, then they can certainly afford to do that since they wouldn't need to make much more than a token effort to to really yeah. involve them to make them feel more wanted. Yeah, great. I, I, well, g- yeah. good. Enjoy enjoy the evening, and then you can get back to your uh, grieving because I know I know you're in deep sorrow there in the UK, and uh, we will look from over the pond with uh, amusement at centre parks closing for the day or bus shelters being roped wow. off or what was it a bicycle rack being closed because morning my um my yeah. wife has she's got we've got a whatsapp group with our friends and my wife has been sending all of the the grief things the weirdness and, and yeah yeah the, the center parks thing was a uh, it's one of those where i thought she was making it up I'm like yeah so she sent me the tweet and i went oh, like, oh wow you did that i think i actually tweeted them like i don't normally 
tweet customer service stuff. I was like, oh, wow, that, that's pretty spectacular what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't know if it's real, but it's from a verified account. And you're like, oh, oh wow, you actually did. Well, on Twitter, on Twitter, the home of bad customer service, you actually yep. went and did something that's the worst thing. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I, I did consider myself to be a very bad human being because I laughed quite hard at, at Grievewatch on Twitter, which has been consolidating all of this stuff. So, yeah, very. I mean, there's a. I think there are psychological terms for this kind of mass hysteria that that goes on. And let's look. In a certain sense, there isn't a lot of practice of societies with a major public figure who has a constitutional role in the uk like departing the scene and what happened so i guess you can forgive some of the over the topness of it which it's the first time sorry to interrupt Ed, but it's the first time no, it's ahead. ever been it's ever been done on in a, in a period where there's instant communication around the world so so everyone yeah. can communicate with each other so there's, there's obviously the judgment that goes in with that and everyone's sort of trying to assess what what's the right thing to do in this kind of climate. And it, it's, it's a weird thing. Like before, obviously people would just make a decision and then the response of the public would be days later. Do you know, and like now it's like it's instant. If if Centre Parks says that you're not allowed out of your... <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, they say that you're not allowed out of your cabin. <laughs> just... Sorry, I, I don't know why. I, I do find I'm at the same school as you, Ed, with that, that. I do find a lot of it a bit funny and a bit over the top. And I just think that it, it's such a weird environment to live in at the moment that because everything's so reactive and everything's so instant that you can, the tone of the mood of the country has changed in half an hour if you log off Twitter and you come back on. Especially at the moment, it is incumbent upon us all to just be respectful in the way that we choose to be respectful. I think I don't know. Well, I, I shall I shall head off and get on mornhub.com, also known <laughs> as the BBC, to see what's going on. And, and uh, well, you know, here in the US, I don't get the day off on Monday, so think of me while you're all enjoying your bank holiday. I will. I will. <laughs> And before we go, a couple of shout outs. First, I promised the guys on the NQAT forum, I'd call this out because we had a refresh of the design. It still exists. So the forum first went live in 2004, believe it or not. So it's been around for a very long time. And many of the old crew are there too. And I think they'd love some new people to go join. So it's qatpod.com forward slash. And then an even more important shout out for your new book, which is dropping very soon, Wayne. Do you want to give us the details? Yeah, the pre-order will be coming out overnight. So we're recording this straight after the game and it'll be coming the the links to pre-order will be live on probably on Friday on Amazon and other book retailers. It's the biography of Duncan Edwards and all on my Twitter feed on Friday morning. I'll be putting all the, the cover and title information for that. I'm really excited about it, really nervous. It's obviously a very precious name. In United history, but obviously a project I'm thrilled to have worked on. So, yeah, uh, that'll be dropping overnight. A lot of people have been asking me awesome. for months about when that's going to come. So I'm excited that it's finally going to be here. Well, at Wayne S. Barton on Twitter for all the deets when it drops. So we won't, won't give away the title name yet, but I'm looking forward to the, the reaction to that. It's going to be very positive, Wayne. So it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you soon. Probably not until October, but we'll see. Bye now.